0: Hello, originators. This week's episode is from the Activate Your Origination five-day masterclass that we recorded back in February. Today, we're sharing with you day two, why outcomes don't matter. You can access the entire five-part masterclass on our website, www.theoriginators.us. It is available for purchase and jam-packed, full of goodness for only $222. Or it can come as a bonus when you purchase the Activate Your Origination Deep Dive 10-Part Self-Study Course, both available at TheOriginators.us. Now, on to the episode.
1: Yeah, so yesterday we had just started kind of touching on worth and value and um, what origination is. And then today we want to kind of go deeper into that and then talk about how conditional being in the human code and operating in that manner what how it plays out in your life and what it's actually doing
0: yeah um, and the topic for today is why outcomes don't matter and um, when we talk about the human codes, it's sort of this blanket statement for a lot of things it's the um, primitive based central nervous system the way you operate in survival mode it is the code of conduct that you know humans have agreed upon in how we manage power to stay safe and to live on this planet together how how do we work in the world to either um, manage or gain our safety our security our value, our worth, and our well-being. It's thought patterns. It's cultural um, ways of being. It's frameworks. It's it's like belief systems. It's consciousness. It's behavior style. It's a lot of things that roll together and work together to create a certain experience of life that is very conditional. So we talk about sort of the ways of the world or the ways of the human code programming and how they play out in different um, situations and experiences and relationships in your life. And one of the most um, pivotal things is everything in the human codes is conditional, which means that, um, you know, Everything runs on this system of like cause and effect, and the external influences the internal. And um, our power and our safety and security and our well being is in some sort of outcome. And the way that it is in some sort of outcome is by the meaning that we each make individually and collectively about what these specific outcomes will lead to
1: and a lot of times the outcome is like a system that you don't even realize is that you're placing on yourself to see if it measures up like if it if it means what it means like if i get this thing then it means that i have arrived or if i if you behave in this way then it means that you love me if i you know um can do this one thing it means that i am worthy like there's just this this checklist and you set yourself up to, to check in on yourself to see if you are at the place that you think you should be continuously and then you judge yourself because the whole point the outcome never was the thing that you really wanted and so you feel disappointed which must mean something's wrong with you so it's just like this ever continuous cycle of disappointment and confusion continuously putting that That your well-being in something outside of yourself, and we and everybody does it. I mean, it's how humans function, right? In the human code, at least. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. And because the conditions of your safety, security, well-being, value, and worth, right? The things that matter to you are contingent upon like something that is separate from you. So, you know, if the condition is the quality of your body, then when it doesn't match up to that, then it means X, Y, and Z. And when the condition of your relationship is, you know, the source of your safety or your security then when your partner doesn't act a specific way it means x y and z it's a system when when your life and your happiness and your safety and security and your well-being is in something outside of yourself there is always something at stake there's always something to lose and it is an insecure system that, con- that that continues to keep you focusing on the external world and how you have to manage and manipulate and control it to either avoid an experience that you don't want to have or to maintain a condition that you think you require in order to ha- continue to have the experience. And so when we begin working with people, we take outcomes off the table. We teach women, how to experience the moment that's happening apart from like trying to get somewhere else. And under the human codes, we think that our life runs in categories. Like our relationship is a separate lane. Our body is a separate lane. Our money is a separate lane. Our work is a separate lane. And so we try to like fix these areas of attention and focus and try to make these outcomes happen in these very specific lanes. But the truth is, is our whole quality of life, our programming, our patterning, our coding, there is no separation in quality. Like you can't actually have like a rocking, fantastic relationship with your physical body and have a horrible situation in your relationships. What you were doing in those moments are actually just better at managing the external conditions of your body, like by restricting your food take, intake and, you know, exercising a certain way and eating a certain way and managing a system. But because the underlying pattern of either powerlessness or, you know, lack of responsibility or whatever it is, although you can hold it and manage it over here, but you can't do it over there because you have deeper programming and coding and meaning that is all wrapped into your relationships. Like you think that those two things are separate but they're actually not separate. They're part of the same experience. They are connected but not necessarily related. And when you begin to make choices specifically outside of the outcomes that you need to create that you can see in these pictures of of how things go for you or how you can imagine that you would want it to be so that you can feel a certain way, what you do is when you decide I'm no longer participating in this thing that I know, like I know where this conversation goes, or I know where this cookie goes, or I know where this, um, you know, fight goes, or I know where this, when I get this bill, where I go to that, when you decide you're going to participate outside of what you can see and what you can, is familiar to you and the experience that you have in this particular picture, what happens is you create an opportunity to experience something outside, which we, we call the unimaginable or the, you know, like it is outside of your frame of reference. And what you're doing is creating an opportunity to have a completely new experience apart from your own frame of reference, which is everything, but it can't be, it can't be attached to a very specific outcome or a very specific picture, because that's still working then with inside an existing system. And what we are looking to do is change the experience of how you are relating to the moment right now, so that it will bring you the actual things that would satisfy you and the actual experiences and relationships and quality of your overall life that you can't see, and you can't put your finger on how to get, because most of the outcomes you're already trying to match up to or trying to recreate aren't even your own idea. They're just this like association you've created in your mind that makes you think that you will feel better over there. And so there comes a time in working with our women that they do get to like pick and choose experiences they want to have, but it's, it's motivated from a completely different place now. It's, it's motivated from this internal knowing of how you want to participate in your own life it's not the answer to the problem that is me that i can't quite figure out and i got to get my hands on or nothing's going to be okay
1: yeah yeah i remember when i realized like how conditional i had made my own system i mean i had no idea that i was even doing it but when i when i realized that every single thing that i had ever chosen to you know do where where to work, money, relationships, every single thing that I had ever chosen to eat was so freaking conditional. Bye. And you and I had always been like, we don't really, we're not really attached to things. And so it would be like, I would be so excited. Like, just is just a funny example, but it it encompasses how it is, right? I mean, you can throw away relationships. You can throw away all sorts of things that are like actually they're providing the things you want, but you can't see it. But um, you and I just never really have been attached to many things. And I thought, well, that's so weird. Like, how can I be so excited about purchasing something? And then I get it. And after like, you know, wearing it once or it being in my house for a few days, it just like, suddenly starts feeling like it's turning on me. And I can only see all the things that I don't like about it or I, I you know made a mistake buying it or whatever it is it turns into this thing that I don't want anymore and I can easily get rid of things and when I when I saw that just through like an item in my house I realized too like I give these conditions to things that aren't even freaking alive like a chair or I think that this chair is going to be this perfect thing that makes my house feel a certain way and that we're all just going to be able to like function in this perfect, you know, family household because of this chair and then the, you know, I just work up to the chair and then the finance stuff around it and it gets into my house and the chair can never do the thing that I want it to do. So then I start even secretly resenting the chair and I'm like, oh, I made a mistake. And so I feel these feelings in my body and then that triggers my brain thoughts to tell myself the story of how, you know, that chair has, was the wrong chair or whatever it is. I make up all these things. But really what I'm doing is resenting the chair for not giving me the feeling that I thought I would get <laughs> if I bought the chair, which makes I mean, it's ridiculous, but we do that with every single thing. Like our partners, our children, like if you could just behave in this certain way, then I would know that I'm a good mom. So I need you to do this for me. I'm really in question of myself. Or when you do this to me in our relationship, it makes me feel this way, which means, you know, I'm not, I don't have support or whatever it is. So I need you to do this. So I know, or, I mean, it's in every single, like you said, there is no separation in our, what we think is our lanes and categories of our life. When you run in a conditional system, which most likely everybody listening to this, most of you do in some way, shape or form, because it's impossible not to, when you have no awareness of what you're doing, I had no awareness that that was um, the dominant way that I set up my relationships. But then there was a part of me that was continued dis- continuously disappointed in every single thing that I was participating in. And when I realized that I was the one who set up these, these unreachable standards of and giving everything outside of myself the job to provide me with an experience or a feeling that they could never do, it was like such a light bulb light turn on of my life of being like oh okay this makes sense i've been using this person or using this thing or using my body or using my clothes or using my you know whatever my children my husband as a way to measure up but everybody's doing their own thing like nobody can nobody can actually do that for somebody else especially when it's in a conditional entanglement of all the people trying to provide and read the minds and do all of these things, nobody's ever gonna show up for you in the way that you require because actually even in that moment, you don't even know what it is. It would make you feel the way you think you wanna feel. And that's why the outcomes never matter. So even if somebody does show up one day and say, those you know, words that you imagined for 20 years, if somebody would just tell you, that they're proud of you or that they love you and then that would tell you that you were a great person and a good person and you measured up and the work you're doing really matters i just need to hear these words even if they tell you those words it never gives you the feeling that you thought it was going to give you because you weren't looking for somebody to validate that for you you've always been looking for it inside of yourself not knowing where to start to even try to understand that part of yourself and hoping somebody else does. So then you can experience yourself in the way that you know so deeply that you want to. Right.
0: And really, I mean, a lot of people in relationships, they actually are trying to provide what it is that you say that you're asking for, but then even when they do it, you don't feel different. So you're like, okay, I guess it must not be that or it must be that you need to do it all the time. It's never about the other people. True. Like it is, it is like, you know, our clients they'll come and we'll be working through something and I'll be like, okay, okay." like it's okay. But it's still between you and you. And they're like, Oh, like, okay. Okay. And then, and then the, the thing is, is it's like a hard pill to swallow when it's between you and you, but then there's somewhere you can go with that. Like, you know, and then they'll, sometimes they'll be like, Oh, I thought maybe this time it just wasn't about me. Yeah like I know that would be nice wouldn't it wouldn't that be nice but the truth is is it still comes like you still got to turn it back to you and back to you and back to you and back to you over and over and over and over and over and over again until you delete and and unload all of the meaning and the context and the association and the weight that everything holds in all of these like proposed outcomes that need to be achieved. Um, it is just until you can take some of the stakes and some of the need, like the desperation to have this thing be a specific way, because you don't know how to feel within yourself a certain way. Apart from that, like. You just can't get there from there. And so when we break it down and we take outcomes out of the equation and you know, we're not coaches who teach you how to make a million dollars and we're not coaches who give you the best body and we're not coaches who like promise you specific outcomes because you can have all of those fucking things and still feel like shit. Right. And what's the point then? Like, great, you mastered a bunch more systems and conditional experiences to like add up to nothing again, to add up to nowhere again. And so we don't work that way. We know that the quality of your life, the true experiences that you wanna have and that you wanna share and that would blow your mind to be the most satisfying things are not things that you can consciously see at this moment or that you have the experience to understand what would be truly satisfying and truly enjoyable and truly free and truly loving. I mean, I thought freedom was you know, in a bank account. I thought freedom was in trips. I thought freedom was in the relationship changing with my husband. I thought freedom was when my children were older. I thought freedom was when I was skinnier. I thought it was when I was all of these things, when my business was a certain way. But freedom is like making choices in the moment on my own behalf and knowing that I never have to do one thing that I don't want to do ever because I'm in charge of my choices and I'm in charge of my decision decisions in the current moment, which has no choice, but to flow out of those things. And because your life is connected, but not related. When you start making very specific choices in the moment to create an experience or make a move or take an action that would be outside of your normal system of operation, you have no idea where that's going to impact, where that where that move is going to land. Like you may make a move within your body that lands in your marriage. You may make a move in a conversation with your husband that lands in your business. You may make a move in your business that lands in your bank account. Like you have no idea how the programming of your quality is intertwined in the overall experience of your life. And so many, many times you're doing this work or some sort of work in your life and you're like not even noticing all the gold and all of the way that your life experience is unfolding beautifully and perfectly for you specifically because you're so goddamn hyper-focused on the specific outcome that is not happening for you that you don't even see the other gold that is right in front of you
1: and you have such an expectation of how it's going to work out for you already. Like you think that you know what it is that you want, but you also think you know what it is that's like off limits and and what you're capable of. You think you already have an understanding of all those things, but you actually have no idea of any of those things because you've been working in a system that you've only played in and there's a whole world outside of that. Yeah. So it seems impossible to, you know, make a move in your body and your relationship starts working itself out because your brain's telling you, well, for one, they're not related. And for two, I already know that my partner does all these things and makes me feel this certain way. And I expect so much him to behave in this certain way that he has like no choice to even provide that for you. So even if he is providing you with the thing that you didn't even know you want, you can't even see it because your expectation of how he's going to show up or how your money's going to show up, or how your body's going to lose its weight, or however it is, how your kids are going to behave, that you can't even see when it's changed. And so that's what we do is we start uncoupling that. So all of the things can rearrange around you, and you get to experience it in the real time as it's happening. Yeah. Which is so different from other modalities. It's like, you have to set standards and boundaries in that conditional way and when we're talking about that we're not talking about it in that conditional way we're talking about you become very intimate with inside of yourself and have your own back of what you truly want to experience not that somebody it's not a rigid state it's a it's a um ever-changing moments you think that you 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 know and you have to pick the way that you're going to show up but in each moment that flips and flops and changes because even just showing up as yourself in one moment changes the whole world, the whole universe after that. So the same thing doesn't necessarily, requ- the next moment doesn't necessarily require what it was that the moment beforehand needed. So we teach you how to show up and, and connect internally intimately and provide the experience for yourself that you truly truly want regardless of what worked before or what didn't work or what happened in the past or what could happen in the future you know one of the things that I wanted so deeply was I like I said before one of my patterns is like massive survival patterns is flight which if I play in flight and in survival it it makes it pretty much impossible to have real intimacy and connection and experience in my life. It's always one step outside of everything in a way that does not provide any goodness for myself. And I so deeply wanted to have an intimate relationship. Like I wanted somebody to understand me to the core of who I am and like be able to be, have freedom in a relationship and share my experience. But because I was in the pattern of anything but that because I was like in survival I would make choices unconsciously during these moments of my life to protect myself so I wouldn't have to experience the intimacy that I really wanted. and you think that it's like the standard that someone needs to treat you the certain way, like we said, but you need to learn how to treat yourself in the way that you want to experience. So a lot of my work was having to, every time I wanted to escape or say something that would create an experience of more disconnection, I had to learn how to become super vulnerable and dig deep inside of myself and say the thing that is if I was in a relationship where there was nothing off limits and I could share the depths of my soul and my insecurities and my, you know, my softness, because in flight, I also became very rigid and not not soft. I was hard and hard to get into because I had so many like walls and protection up. My work was to then start going inward and saying the things that I never would normally say in those moments because I so desperately wanted to experience what it would be like. But for 40 years, I relied on the person I was with or somebody outside of myself to provide the perfect conditions that would make me feel comfortable enough to expose myself but that was never, it was adding up to never be the right time, the net right conditions. It was all too scary. And so when I decided that even if the conditions were not perfect, and even if I lost everything, I was no longer going to be the person that was, couldn't provide myself and live through the knowing of what I truly wanted to experience. And even if this other person is behaving in a certain way, I'm going to come to the table right now as if that doesn't exist. Because then at least I know. Like, even if I was to lose everything in that moment by showing who I actually was and coming in in a soft way, in a vulnerable way, even if I was to even lose everything, at least I would know. The other, a couple of weeks ago, I saw this uh, thread in this group. And this girl said, you know, my husband or my boyfriend is, you know, every time I grow and expand my, you know, connection with myself, we get a bigger distance between us. And I love him, but he doesn't understand me. And I know that my move and my boundary and my conditions for him, he's not meeting. And so I'm going to have to leave him. And it hurts me because... I really love him and he really loves me, but he doesn't understand me. And I'm deciding to grow further into getting to know myself, which means I'm not going to be with him. And everybody under the post was like, well, you know what you need to do. And you answered your own question. And um, that happens all the time. You know, you, you connect with yourself and you then separate yourself from everybody else. But you know, someday sometime somebody will be the perfect match for you and you're on your way girl <laughs> and i'm just like what the heck i mean there's like 80 people going yup good job you answered your own question and my question to her was i have to ask you have you actually in the times that he's been asking to know who you are and in the times that you've wanted to show who you actually are have you done those things or have you turned deeper and confirmed your knowing and your expectation that he will not love you if you are who you are or have you already decided that that's a fact and give not giving him the chance or yourself the chance to ever find out who you actually are and show that and reveal that to him have you already decided he won't love you and she's like I'm like, you'll never know what you are made of or what he is made of if you never give the actual truth and information. And this is what we do in our conditional relationships. And it doesn't matter if it's playing out in a girlfriend, boyfriend, it doesn't matter. Money, children, all of the things, your work in the world. We think that we already know the answer. And so we do whatever we can to try to protect ourselves from the hurt of finding out that somebody would think something of us or leave us, or we would be all alone, that we don't even try. We don't even expose ourselves. And when I started learning how to expose myself to myself, not to my husband or to whoever it was, but to myself, I remember sitting in situations being like, I wish that this was happening instead of this happening, but I'm just still playing in this place that I hate that's happening okay, if I wish this was happening, it's up to me to experience this and provide it. And when I started doing that and realizing that the whole world didn't fall apart and that it really was no thing, the work up to saying the thing was the scariest, the work up to revealing myself, the work up to understanding who I was was the scariest, not the actual me arriving of who I am. It was the the distance between knowing I want something different, and making the move to provide it for myself. It was that window that was super freaking scary. And once I could just learn how to feel uncomfortable in myself and make those moments with no conditions, not because I wanted to fix my marriage or not because I wanted to fix my finances. I had already played in that for however many years, just because I wanted to be and find out who I actually was. And it could be because I knew I wasn't a rigid, hard, heartless person. I wanted to actually see who i truly was that was my only wanting or my only you know motivation to do it i found you know i felt like that was the ultimate sacrifice to show who i was but just like we say all the time when you put yourself on the altar and you sacrifice yourself in a way that you never have before so that you can experience the quality of yourself to who you truly truly are you You think you're gonna lose all these things, but you actually gain the whole kingdom. Your whole world opens up, and then the next moment, you know, when it when it comes to your awareness again that you're having these thoughts of what if coulda shoulda woulda past future. He doesn't understand me. My finances are never gonna be the same. We're getting ourselves in trouble. It's like, oh wait. I'm thinking if I could just do this one thing, this would fix all these things. What do I need to do right now in the moment to experience something different and quit playing this drama out? Like we know where this drama goes. It goes into a a bad place that is not enjoyable for yourself or anybody else. And that's why each moment requires something different because it, lead you someplace unknown and it truly is like we always say it's the unimaginable experience and and it's mind-blowing and for me that was mind-blowing that I could show up in a certain way and it be actually no thing if it brought me closer to myself which in the overflow brings me closer to another person like if you can't be close to yourself you can't be close to Anybody else? Truly, I know everybody says that, but it really is the truth, right? But we still hope that somebody can be that person that can say the right things, do the right things, provide the right things, so that we can then. But you have to do it first.
0: Yeah. You know, I I don't know how long ago it was, but I woke up with this phrase in my head, and it was, "We are promised everything." but entitled to nothing and the truth is is we don't want to reveal ourselves or we don't want to take the risk or we don't want to show up or we don't want to say the thing or not say the thing or participate in a new way unless we know it's going to pay off yeah Like, that's why it's, you know, this conditional thing is is like, well, I'll do this if I know it will work to create the change that I require so that I can still feel different than I do right now. And part of taking the outcomes off the table is being willing to take the risk of being who you actually are in the moment, whether it pays off or not. And so it, it causes you to stop looking for the proof that you made the right move, or you said the right thing, or you did the right thing. It takes out the equation of react and respond. And it shifts the focus back to the experience of between you and you, how am I showing up for myself in this moment? What do I require of myself? What is the standard for myself? Not what is the standard for everybody else? What is the boundary for everybody else? It is, it's taking, um, immense courage in the moment to be revealing of who you actually are or what you actually think you actually feel or how you actually want to participate um because the survival programming that is active in your biology that is telling you this do not reveal yourself do not let your guard down do not say the thing, because this is a matter of life and death. Like your biology has not changed for 40,000 years. It still lives in a state of imminent danger, even though your environment doesn't match up to that. And so your mind is always trying to make the meaning out of the feelings in your body that like, if you actually said the thing, like Jill said yesterday, I want to be who I am and not be judged. Like it's because your biology and your brain have decided that judgment could literally kill you. And so you have to survive those moments, no matter what happens in the outcome. And the only point, and the only outcome is that you took the risk and you didn't die. And you continue to show yourself that you didn't die in these specific moments. And in these choices that you make second by second to break and dismantle all the ways you've, you've added meaning and, um, Lived out this conditional relationship to how you're willing to participate in your own life, depending on what you're going to gain or lose through that. Do we want to take a look at the comments? Yeah. Creating goals for yourself is keeping you away from the gold.
1: Yeah, it truly is. We talk about that. I mean, every, when we start our D program, we're like, okay, there are no goals in here because what you think, you know, is not the thing. Like, it's funny because almost every single person in the end gets some sort of, like you look, you trace back the steps in some ways and you're like, oh, that thing, like, you know, the thing that owns them is suddenly the thing that isn't. And so like, you're, you're goal kind of happens, but at the same, like the outcomes take care of themselves. But when you continuously hang this thing over yourself of being like, this is the thing, what happens is it becomes a reminder, a continuous reminder of what you, that doesn't exist, what, what you do not have right now in this moment, what doesn't exist for you right now. And you just keep building that separation further and further from what it is that you want to experience instead of Using that as a reference of being Mm -hmm. like, um, my goal is to have, you know, an intimate relationship or finances or okay, well what are the things that actually what do I think that I'm gonna get because I have those things? Well then I'll know that, you know, I'm worthy and I'm secure and and whatever they are. And then the when if you don't know what's happening there and you don't make moment to moment decisions to show yourself that those things exist for you right now in the moment like I said that gap just grows further and further and you can force and shove your way to money or to you know a better body or to whatever it is you think it is but it's not the thing that's going to make you feel the certain way that you thought it was anyways so suddenly the money isn't enough, the body still isn't perfect, the relationship still sucks, and you know, the job is still unsatisfying, like, let's say in your job, you're like, okay, if I have 15 clients, then I would know, all I can think about is 15 clients, 15 clients, well, I need the 15 clients, because then I would know that people care what I have to say, and then I'd be financially secure, and that I would be worthy of this work, and that, you know, I um, am not stupid, and that, you know, all of the things that go in there, and And the real work is like the 15 clients never meant anything to you. Really, you just thought it would make you feel a certain way. The whole thing is with origination. Every single originator really does not care about the outcome. And that's been the most dissatisfying thing is reaching these goals and outcomes and then being like, well, what's next? Because the whole point is you and I had said it forever before we even heard what we said. Like we're a process person. We enjoy the so the process of everything and I thought that was a bad part of myself because I thought that meant then that I wasn't able to stick with things and that I didn't have high standards because I didn't really care about the end result and all of these things that I had twisted around that made it be that I was a bad you know person and Something was wrong with me, of course. Here's more proof. But what it truly means is that every single originator is here to create the masterpiece of each moment. And the experience is the only thing that is satisfying. So if we don't learn how to enjoy our experience, and when I say enjoy our experience, I do not mean a moment of perfection. I mean a wild, thrilling, I want to die, jump off this cliff, (laughs) exhilarating life. Like, when I say that I'm, you know, had to become vulnerable in that moment to become vulnerable felt like I didn't know if I was going to survive. My heart is racing. I, it's like weirdly, you know, uh, feels like I'm going to jump off this cliff. And To be honest, those are the feelings in my body that make me feel like I'm living a really exciting wild life. Before, I used to take those things and make them be the things that were self-destructive, you know? Like, I loved the feeling of I didn't know if I was going to survive, and I need a wild ride, and I need to shake things up. And this is fucking boring, So I'm going to cause some sort of disruption to my own life. And I blew my own life up over and over and over. And I blew everybody up in my life over and over and over. And I blew my finances up over and over and over. And I didn't know if I would survive having to go, you know, provide these things for my family in the way I needed to, or, you know, showing up in a certain way. And I was a wild kid. Like I had destructive Tendencies. I was, you know, rebellious and wild and alcohol and all the different kinds of stuff. And those were things that were very big insecurities of myself. But when I realized that they were energetics that I came into this world in that needed to learn how to be satisfied. And if I didn't know how to work with my own energy system, it started turning on me continuously. When I started providing myself with opportunities to um, satisfy the energetics of the what my body wanted to do through relationships and vulnerability, and taking my finances to this other place, and you know, taking my work in the world, and having the thrill of wondering, you know, if I'm going to survive by saying the truth. To the world or to my husband or to my money or whatever it was, it always gave me something that was way more satisfying is letting those energetics run on their own inside of my body and cause disruptions and, you know, hanging off the cliff in moments that were destroying my life instead of bettering my life. And so the outcome never mattered. It was the thrill of the experience for me always. And that's why I did destructive things. And now that's why I know how, and that's how I know now where I'm like, okay, this is that feeling I'm on the right path. Like, this is that feeling I'm on the right path. Like, and not that there's a wrong path or or, a right path, but at the same time, it's like, it makes me want to go deeper into over here because it's mind blowing what the thrill of life actually is providing for you in all of the ways like you're you're immersed in your own life you're feeling all the feelings you get to enjoy the fullness of life and all these outcomes that you thought you wanted over here are suddenly taking care of themselves and the money changes the body changes the relationship changes your work in the world changes it's a it's you get the whole thing you don't have to pick and choose anymore yeah and clean up the aftermath exactly yesterday we were talking too about worthiness and Value And that goes into that, too. Like you want to see the goal because you want to know if it's worth it, if it's, you know, if it will add something to your life before you even do it. So goal setting can be kind of destructive. It really can be destructive. Yeah. I mean, in the human code programming of conditions and the way that people have to behave for it to work out, it's it can be very destructive because it's this constant reminder of what is already missing and living in origination is realizing that you have everything that you ever needed right now in this moment. So I think tomorrow we're going to talk even more about this, like this turning all this gold into shit and turning the shit into gold in your life and being able to just like lift the blinders off and see what it is you're truly doing. The other thing is, is, This work is becoming really intimate on on the why it is that you want the thing that you want. And when you take the focus off that and you take it on the why, it changes your goals. Like forever, I don't know, 10 years, I had these lists of goals of a certain amount of money, a certain body, a, a very specific, you know, car, all of the things that everybody tells you what to do. And you're also told to like visualize these things. So to act or feel as if you already have them. And visualizing these goals out. What we have found and what we know to be true is keeping yourself into a place of something that already exists. And when you are an originator, the whole point is that you want to play outside of the existing things in this world. And so all of the things that already exist, like if you're using those as your goals, will never really be satisfying because you know that you have reached a lot of them in the past and they've never done the thing that you think it's going to do anyway. Right, Joe? Yeah, it's really crazy. So we have um, a lot of really high-functioning um, athletes in our group. Like we have a lot of uh, high-performance, high-performance people here. And in one of our classes, one of the girls, she is a pro or a, a barrel racer, and she. I was always taught to visualize the win, right? So you know, you know, you want to win. In the ways of other teaching of how energy works, you know, the pattern would be like before your race, sit on your horse and visualize yourself going around all the barrels or whatever it is in your life. And she was asking a lot about that. And our, you know, we worked with her through it. And the truth is when you visualize a a performance or a race or how your money's gonna work out or what it is that's gonna be brought to you you are keeping that in the really small box. You're, you're trying to re- recreate something that somebody else did or something that you did in the past that made you feel a certain way at the time. But that was in the past and that fulfilled whatever it was in that moment, but it's not going to fulfill you in that same way. And that's one thing that we um, have found is that in the human code, people will choose a goal or choose a past experience that did something at some time in another, and they try to recreate and recreate and recreate. We talk about copy and imitation through other people, but we actually copy and we imitate ourselves as well. Yeah, that's why visualization never worked because you actually want to experience something outside of yourself that you haven't or something outside of what you've already experienced. So, in the barrel racing um, example, there is a lot of stuff going on, right? So, she before her race, she was feeling all of these feelings, and her brain wanted to decide that they were like anxiety or anxiousness or. What if I don't do well, like I did all of this work and here I am in the moment. I gotta make sure that I'm focused. I gotta make sure that I'm visualizing this. But what truly is actually happening is that there's a part of her that knows further and more of what it is that she wants to experience in the moment. And so the feelings in her body at the time feel like it's coming off as, as, you know, a lot of intense emotion, but what's truly happening is she's being provided with the energy to make the unimaginable experience for herself. And so her work in the moment was to, instead of deciding what it was, I'm talking about um, one of the barrel racers, they're talking about visualization oh and um like is that part of the like a goal is that is that counterproductive and like how we want to actually create the unimaginable so trying to visualize an experience you have you're actually trying to imitate even yourself to something in the past that had felt better and so what was actually happening in the moment is she getting provided all this massive amount of energy to create the next moment of the unimaginable race for herself and you just have to learn how to deal with the feelings in it and stay in the moment and realize like i'm doing something really big here I'm actually creating something that never existed. And this feeling I'm feeling in my body right now is all the massive energy that's being provided for me to do that. And every time your mind goes to something that happened in the past of what it should look like, or the worry of the future of what it could look like if you did do it or didn't do it, the the work in um, Origination is to bring it in, recognize the feelings in the body as like a powerful feeling of where this energy is being provided for, know that there is something that is leading you all of the time a part that you cannot that that can see further and know more than you that is leading you you just have to let yourself submit to the moment fully at hand and not and and then do the work to keep um keep taking control over the brain and the experience of that you truly want to have so your brain is going to want a job all the time so we teach people how to take control over their thoughts with connection into the body, because we'll talk deeply about this in our central nervous system and trying to keep us safe in those moments. But the imitation process of even trying to visualize something that you've already created, we talk about this quite often. Oh, excuse me. Um, I need a drink. I have a bit of a cold right now. (laughs) We talk about this just even like in our own bodies of being like, there was a time, you know, four years ago where I was a certain weight and the way I got to that certain weight was by doing, you know, four hours of this one class and two hours of this. Okay, I know that this is the thing that works for me. And so then you try to recreate the thing, but it's torturous and it doesn't bring you the same results and it just feels... Like it's off, but then you're like already stuck on that. You think you know what it is that you need in that moment, but you're stuck there in the past thinking about four years ago, what worked for you Four years have gone by. There's there's a ton of time you've changed into a different person. What requires of you in the moment is completely different than what it did four years. But that's how the human code works. We highlight these things in our life. Or what we think that they're going to be and we just use these as these reference points and they're anywhere but where you actually are in the moment
0: yeah totally i think i always had a hard time being in the moment because how my or because of my childhood i tried to escape being present Yeah, I mean, we all do this in some way, shape or form. And then in not wanting to do it, right, then we're told like, okay, go back and figure out all the things that, you know, caused you to feel a certain way. And then like sort and sift through those. And so that you can somehow come back to the present and then participate in it. And how you know, it, it just in many ways, like, okay, there is a process of like being able to like sort through things. And there is a process of being able to understand why you are the way you are. Like, like there, there were times where I was like, okay, I didn't understand you know, I I needed to understand some of the things, like how trauma impacted my thoughts and how trauma impacted the systems of my body. But honestly, nobody ever knew what to do about it. It was like something that you just like managed or you just had to live with, or it was just going to be part of your experience. And it just became part of your identity, you know, these things happen to me. So this is the way I need to be treated now. And this is why I can't do the things that I wanna do because these are the things that are hard for me. And so these are my triggers. And so this is what I have to avoid. And I can only play over here because this is too much over here. And then you need to do this and then you need to do that. And then maybe if I just felt safer or maybe if I just felt worthy or maybe if I just felt all of these things then I would be able to move on with my life and not have to have 75 balls in the air to manage something that was 25 years ago or 15 years ago or five days ago or five weeks ago or five minutes ago. And the truth is, is like you take care of the wounding of your child and you take care of the trauma that you experience, and you take care of all those those things that hold you back from participating in your life by deciding to participate in your life in the moment in spite of those things. And you equip the parts of yourself that have um, been fragmented and have been living through a lens of wounding. You show that part of yourself that you're not actually damaged and wounded because the truth is you are in charge of all of the meaning that you make out of every single thing that has ever happened in your life you will never be able to talk your system your biology and your central nervous system into safety you will have to experience surviving these moments to show it that it is safe it will never respond and react to to logic and reason and what people want to do is they they get to the point where they're going to make the move that creates the new world or the new outside of the known and that are the new thing and everything in your body goes, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. And so your brain is like, why is my body doing this? It must be because of when I was a child, it must be because I'm not safe. It must be because I'm unworthy. It must be because of all of these things, but what you are is never have been closer to the other side of a completely new orientation to your own safety, security, you know, well-being, all of those things. If you can, participate in the move and the action and the words and the language and the experience that everything in your system is telling you not to, because on the other side of that is the dismantling of these associations of my safety is linked to my voice. My value is linked to my work. My, you know, my happiness is linked to my pant size, like all of those things, because the system of your biology biology doesn't learn with language and reason and logic. It learns through experiencing. So you have to walk through the fire over and over and over until you have broken up all of the programming associations. And then your brain, you use your brain instead of it to categorize and make meaning and shuffle and sort and logic and reason and association, you use your brain power to understand what you're doing in your biology. You use your brain power to say, I'm doing something different here. I can take this risk because it feels like I'm dying, but I'm not actually dying. This is just like my mother, (laughs) you know, or this is just another person. This isn't actually a tiger. This isn't actually... A, a matter of life and death. This is just a conversation, or this is just a cookie, or this is just a bill, or this is just a whatever. That's where you have to take the um, the logic and the reason and the order is to understand and how to pare yourself through to the truth, versus using it to be like soothing yourself of uh, away from participating in it. It's like you think you'll soothe yourself to feeling good about it. <laughs> Oh, there she is!
1: Oh yeah, I was wondering if it was me that disappeared or froze or what. Okay. I don't know. I don't know, I don't know <laughs> if I
0: was talking to myself or what was happening, but
1: I'm not sure. Okay, I think that unless there's any more questions, I think that's a good place to yeah finish up for the day
0: all right sounds great I froze
1: oh well I know that you when you froze on my end you said you'll never be able to soothe yourself to this place and then it froze but it was only for a couple seconds if there's anything that is unclear in that just re-ask and we can put it down in the comments or something yeah
0: And we will go into that deeper because we'll go into the central nervous system deeper. So those things will be coming.
1: Exactly.
0: All right. So we will see you tomorrow. Um, And in the meantime, if you have any questions or thoughts, drop them in the group. Yeah. All right. Thanks guys. Oh, right in the middle of what I was saying, you froze. Please say it again. It's my favorite. I know. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to watch it. And then if there's something I need to add to it, I will. Yeah. Because I don't have any conscious memory of where that was. <laughs> How it goes. All right.
1: Okay. We'll see you guys tomorrow.